0: Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set out on a quest to create the greatest podcast. i uh, sorry, dude.
1: I uh, thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia.
0: No, dude. We, we've talked about
1: this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's it's pronounced Appalachia.
0: Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These... Ancient Appalachian mountains that
1: are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. When you start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. <laughs> this goose has gone rabbit. And you think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the Goose Squad?
2: Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia. Are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach, and they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area, constantly searching for answers mm. that they probably will never ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian intelligence.
3: Ugh
1: hello everyone welcome back to another sphincter tightening edition of Appalachian intelligence tonight as far as host goes it's just your boy ryan uh my buddy lance and justin they uh prior engagements they could not break free they may jump on later i don't know that is if i'm I've got to remember to keep this little window popped up so I see when people are trying to get in. <laughs> but tonight, it's the last day of the month. Solar flares happening, and it's the powwow time. What else could go wrong, guys? AI's taking over. What do we say? And it's the good AI. Where's the good AI?
0: Amen.
1: How's everybody doing tonight?
2: Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Maynard, you everything
1: still in us is down awesome. there? Yeah, doing good. All right. All right, guys. Let's get everything kicked off. You know how we like to do the pow We go around the room, see what everybody's been digging into. Poppy Joe, looks like you're first tonight.
0: Oh, boy. You said you All got right.
1: eight weeks worth of... Uh, yeah, I do. I do,
0: yeah. Only I only mean, got about an hour and a
1: half, though, Joe. Yeah, no. I know. I'm
0: not going to I'm putting the timer on, so I'm going to get myself... Uh, <laughs> You take your
1: time and do what you got to do, Joe. I'll give myself
0: 20 minutes. All right. (laughs) They don't get Lance here to ask me any questions yet. (laughs) Um, Cool. So I think the main thing I wanted to dig into was I'm still researching the, what I'm now calling lithic sites in new England, but kind of branching out. So, so What I wanted to try to do was connect it. So I I started to get myself caught up on the kind of Mississippian, Hopewell, Adena cultures, right? Because I knew I didn't have a lot of background in that. And I had looked into kind of their cosmology to see if it, and again, that's where we kind of suspect there's some influence of certain Giants, uh, possibly Nephilim, right? Possibly, you know, ancient technology. And then how does that connect with what I was familiar with going years back with these stone sites in New England, but not not necessarily limited to that, right? So I was trying to connect the dots there. So, a couple things that I dug into. um, There was a back when I first started getting into this stuff, when I was on the ground in New England checking out some of this stuff. Um, there was a blog called rock piles and it was this guy named Peter Waxman. Um, so he came out with a book. Now his site was really helpful because it, it just thought it was like a typical blog spot, WordPress type of site that, you know, every week or so he would post, Oh, I went up to this town and found these stone structures up here in the woods. So I, I, I got his book, started digging into that. Um, first thing he comes out with, um, so I had talked about uh, the research that was done in the book Manitou, and that was uh, two kind of sciencey guys, guys, um, Dixon and Maivor. One was uh, the guy who invented the Alvin submarine. The other was, I forget what he did. He was doing some type of astrophysical stuff. So very smart people. They really very well documented the fact that these sites are aligned astronomically. Um, so this guy, Peter, is not a big fan of that, and which was really kind of strange. And so what he he was very good at was he had a methodology of finding these sites. He would look at contour maps, like the ones that um, the U.S. Geological Survey would would send out, and he would look for... The highest source of water and the reason he did that is because it seems like to the native cultures things like springs were very important to them and especially if they were high up it was almost like a mixing of that you know underworld um higher world type of thing so sure enough he would he would look on these sites he would look on these maps see these places where they were like either headwaters or springs that were headwaters, and he would almost invariably find these stone sites. Um, What was interesting is he would, you know, but he would ignore that connection to the upper world. And, And that kind of, you know, going back to the Hopewellian cultures, you know, they talked about this world tree, which is very similar to what the Norse had or this Axis Mundi. Where you had the the upper world, our world, it's like Lord of the Rings too. Upper world, our world, and this lower world. So it, it seems like he was missing that whole part of it. Um. So there are a a lot of suggestions that you know this was something that was similar from the. Northeastern cultures to the Mississippian cultures. So some of the things that, you know, and I kind of went off on some different directions with that, um, just looking for things that were similar. Um, One was an uh, an Abenaki Thunderbird. This was at a place in Harvard Mass, a museum, um, which is interesting because then you've got that same horned serpent connection that you had in the Hopewellian cultures that also relates to what was going on. You know with the aztecs and the mayans um there's also a connection to uh there's a book called hamlet's mill that talks about um this idea that's been in folklore going back to some of the uh, finnish sagas so you know everyone knows hamlet was this play by shakespeare but this goes back to a mythical character that came out of these Finnish sagas, which, by the way, was the inspiration for Lord of the Rings. So if you start reading some of these names, they they look like names of elves in, in Lord of the Rings. So it's that same idea of this um, axis of the world, this axis mundi, that connects all three of those worlds. And that, to me, then started to suggest some things as far as the whole point of Hamlet's Mill was... This was a representation of the Earth and its rotation on its axis, as well as its revolution, which then was what people understood in folkloric terms as these legends, but were really representations of the, um, the zodiac, you know, and, and the the cycle of the the sun through these different houses of the zodiac and how those were all connected to folklore. So I I think that's an important part of this. I'll try to connect it back. Um, One of the things about this guy, Peter, was that he was actually instrumental in introducing um, some of the Native American tribes to these sites. And so he connected with a gentleman named Doug Harris, who was the, um, I think he was called something like the antiquities officer of the... Narragansett tribe and so after he showed him some of these sites and and the Narragansetts and the Wampanoag and I think a few other tribes uh, maybe the Pequod have all kind of formed this because there's not a lot of them left they have formed this kind of uh, uh, group right basically southern New England tribes so he took this information went back to their Congress and they put out a statement where for the first time A Native American group acknowledged that these stone sites were significant to them. And they were a little careful how they worded this. Um, But so some of the things that they said when they put out this um, resolution that was publicized, it said that the Massachusetts sites were a particular cultural value to certain member tribes, that the the powwows or the medicine men use these sites to, quote, sustain the people's reliance on Mother Earth and the spirit energies of balance and harmony. He also did tell some of this gentleman, Peter Waxman's friends, who he seemed to, you know, branch out into this circle, that the ceremonial activity had gone underground since the colonial period. They started referring to these stone sites as prayers in stone, which was kind of, you know, a pretty good branding. Um, And that the knowledge, there was knowledge that the builders were praying during the construction. So this is the first time any of this information has gone out. He did say, however, that the details or the purpose of these sites was a secret and that he was not going to reveal that himself. Um, He also mentions that uh, a lot of the, like if you talk to someone who's a Native American from the Wampanoag tribe, unless they were, a medicine man or part of this kind of society that uh, maintained this knowledge, they weren't going to know about it. So he basically was signaling that, you know, this is their secret knowledge, but that, you know, it was something that they were willing to claim and asked to be protected. And he was very successful in that. Um, One detail that came out in this is that uh, he had heard from uh, one of the other, uh, a gentleman from one of the other Wampanoag tribes, I talked about how there were these stones that had, they were called split stones, which everyone assumes is caused by frost or snow. Um, but they would then take rocks and put them in the stones. He claimed that the reason why they did that is that these split stones were portals and that would prevent puck wedgies from coming out of the ground, um, which is the first time I heard of that. And of course, anything with puck wedgies, uh, I, I geek out about, right? Um, so that was, uh, there's a lot more involved in that. I put it in the notes. I'll, I'll post that into the chat. Um, so another, uh, Avenue I went down. So our friend, Mark Steves from my family thinks I'm crazy. Uh, he recommended a book called spirits and stone by a gentleman named, uh, Glenn Kreisberg. Um, and of course, Mark Steves, we love you. We think about you every day. And, uh, you're awesome. Um, so this book, most of the sites that are mentioned are in New York State, and a lot of this material he's got. I know he's done on his podcast. I just listened to one completely serendipitously today that he did with um, he did with, on the confessionals with Tony. Um, so he covers a lot of this. So I'll go through it quickly. Um, but one of the cool things that this gentleman uh, Glenn Kreisberg brings out has to do with... So he, in his research on these sites, has found what he called Well, he calls it a solstice line. So all of these sites going from a location in Long Island all the way up to Michigan line up along where the solstice would appear at each of the sites, which is, I think, pretty freaking wild. Yeah, Um, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, And so the... The ability to, and again, this goes on for miles, and all along this line, there are these significant sites. So so definitely go, if you're interested in that, go check out uh, Mark, and he gets into more detail about that. So it goes, you know, Long Island, through Connecticut, um, where he's from, uh, through a a place in Massachusetts, and then up into the Catskills, and then on into uh, Michigan. Interestingly enough, the site in Michigan where it hits is where those copper mines are that I was talking to Lance about a couple uh, powwows ago. The beginning of this is the one, the the site that's on Long Island is Montauk. So I'll just leave that there and whatever people know about what's going on underground there, that's. I don't know what this. I don't know what to make of that. Um, so, one other really cool thing in in the uh, the book by Kreisberg. So he actually talks about other locations, and there's a discussion of there's a place. So, so this kind of gets into that what I was calling a couple power ago. The uh, my shamanistic Arctic circle. I, I found a better term for that. It's more like sacred geography. Like there are just some places on the earth that are all somehow connected, despite the distances between them. So one of those sites is called Karnak. It's in France. I believe it's in Brittany. And they have these very kind of Celtic, Gaelic um, stone structures like you would see in Ireland or England. Um, So the research he did on this was pretty wild. So I'm trying to confirm if this is the same over here. I believe it is. But in, in the French site, the structures are granite. And and you know, Mark talks about this to some length, you know, as part of his research. So granite is feldspar and quartz, and it's got quantities of magnetite. Magnetite has magnetic properties. Quartz has what's called uh piezoelectric properties. So, you know, like you've got that starter on your grill. You press the button and it makes a spark. That's because it's it's basically impacting a quartz or other type of crystal, which creates an electrical spark. So you've got these huge structures that have significant amount, amounts of quartz in them, some of which have bigger boulders compressing them. So there's definitely both electrical and magnetic activity going around these structures. Um,
1: and that would explain why nobody's grill has ever been haunted because it has courts protecting it right I I,
0: I was just gonna say that yes Christmas. exactly you're completely tracking with me um <laughs> oh so what was it something uh Mark mentions on the the thing he did with Tony some of these lithic sites have a reputation of actually pulling people out of this world um he didn't he just kind of dropped that there he didn't go into detail um but I just it just reminded me of, you know, Dave, uh, Dave Polites in the uh, Missing 411 talks about, you know, people, you know, like, like I was thinking specifically of a hunter 411, where the guy's sitting there, his friends kind of hear this sound in the woods and then he's gone. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and one of the things he always puts as one of the common factors in most of these disappearances is is rocky, a rocky area somewhere nearby. Hmm. So,
1: well, That, that doesn't bode well for us, Poppy Joe, because yeah. uh, there are rocky areas. Able yeah. To- yeah,
0: so so y'all could be disappearing at any, any moment now, so just be careful out there. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mark makes references to ley lines. I, this is something I read about years and years ago. So the solstice lines, he's claiming are ley lines. These are lines of some type of either magnetic, electrical, elect- electromagnetic power running through the surface of the earth. That, that's a rat hole. I'm not ready to go down yet, but it's, it's kind of interesting. But what that did get me thinking of is that, you know, the whole time I'm thinking of, especially the Hopewellian culture, which is really more of a civilization than I tend to think of, you know, the Northeastern Indian uh, culture, excuse me, Native American culture so you've got these different elements you've got these stone things with electrical and magnetic properties um you've got uh mines that have so you know so thinking about things like the snake mound like these really big structures whether they're megalithic or whether they're huge mounds it's almost like that. it's it's technology on a scale that we don't really think of. Like like we're really good at like doing little miniaturized things like cell phones, right? It seems to me they were doing things on this vastly bigger scale that was connected directly to whatever they were tapping into in the earth. So if you think about it, you've got silicone, you've got uh, veins of metal, you've got, you know, electric. Electrical and magnetic kind of, you know. It, to me, it's like, it's like a big integrated circuit. Not to be too coy about it, but, but yeah. on this vast on this vast scale, you know. And I kind of wish Maddie was here because he was when he went to visit the Serpent Mounds at um, the Fortian uh, Airwaves thing. Um, he had some very strong impressions of that place. But that's making me wonder, like, is this kind of what this Hopewellian and and probably Nephilim technology was all about? So <laughs> to be, I don't know, to be to be continued, but I'll I'll keep looking into that. So just real quick things. Who who's up on deck after me? I'm gonna give him a segue. Caleb. Who is? Caleb. Oh, perfect. Okay, so a couple other things. Um, nod to uh, not to outlaw, he got me reading uh, H.P. Lovecraft's two book biography by S.T. Joshi because he he just he sent me down a rat hole with Nyala oh. and all that. So I'm digging into that, I'll have some stuff on that. Don't you worry, outlaw. Um, I'm reading a really cool book by Julian James. Origin of Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind. This is a guy who tries to scientifically explain why people heard from the gods back in the classical era, like like the Iliad and the Odyssey, you know, they suddenly see Poseidon appear in front of them, right? So he thinks he's got a scientific explanation for this. I've read the book before. It's been years. I think he's, he's got fascinating data. I don't think he's correct in his assumptions, but I think there's something in there that relates to what we're doing. Uh, I'm going to start on a Foxfire project. Uh, I thought, I thought I had some of the books. I'm going to just pull out all the spooky stuff and I can report on that. And then the only other thing is, um, I'm really happy. I started reading, um, finally Michael Heiser's book, uh, on the unseen realm. And I promise not to get churchy. Cause you know, I don't want to, you know, Ryan's, this is Ryan's show tonight. So.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I'll yeah. be actually. <laughs> I've been making some changes in my life.
0: Oh, okay. Well, again, let's just let that take its course.
2: (laughs) Excellent book, by the way.
0: It is excellent. And I'm not even fully through it, but I, I will tell you, it has. I've always had a little difficulty, at least certain points in my life, reading my Bible every day. I do not have that problem anymore. I'm like in there trying to find references to Nephilim and divine councils and. Like anything that's weird, that I just you still say, oh, I, I don't understand why that is. I'm gonna blip over it, but now I'm like I'm like reading that thing. I'm like I'm gonna find I'm gonna discover a new, you know, Michael Heiserian uh, concept in the Bible that nobody's ever found. So, anyways, so that's that's been cool. So, with that, we have Caleb, who's gonna explain that really creepy background. He's got. I'm sure it's significant. was <laughs> my timer. Perfect. Take it away, <laughs> Caleb. The background is
4: the that I'm using right now is actually the Lump Mansion, one of the, if not the most haunted hotel in the US. It's a Where personal it? favorite of mine. It's local to me, St. Louis.
0: Oh, nice. nice. I'll have to I'll have to visit that.
4: It's really funny. You can rent out the whole mansion for like a thousand bucks or spend 150 bucks and get a room and if you're lucky no one else is going to be there after like 10 o'clock at night
0: <laughs> i think we found our next big get together
4: yeah <laughs>
0: a thousand bucks
1: for a whole hotel that's easy I it's our that. conference that's like
0: yeah
2: let's do it
1: <laughs> oh man st louis so Caleb. What's been going on, man?
4: I have been going through evidence on my Halloween ghost hunt, which I did, obviously, on Halloween night, and I'm honestly blown away by some of the stuff i captured and didn't capture because of technical difficulties. (laughs) A little bit of background on the property, it was a Native American burial ground before anything else was built. We were able to confirm that through research and contacting local tribes. And then the only other property record, aside from the building that is now one of the buildings at my job, is it was a doctor's office in the 40s and 50s. So there's a history of death and probably not the best medical practice going on there. Yeah, in the 40s and 50s, I wouldn't imagine. But when it comes down to it, it's very, very haunted. We have stuff happen almost daily. From shadow figures, being t- people being touched, hearing stuff, sometimes seeing what looks like a full on living person right in front of you. But my night consisted of a lot of activity with the plasma ball to where I legit thought something was touching it. Like it looked like there were three lines of plasma going up to the ball and they were just staying right there almost the entire time. And we got countless intelligent responses on my spirit box, just basically a radio sweep. Uh, One of the security cameras was going, we were just losing signal, seemingly in response to the questions I was asking. We were getting an intermittent, like icy cold breeze at like ankle to knee level, which I couldn't explain that one away. Probably my favorite piece of evidence that, unfortunately, I didn't capture, I have a Kinect camera set up on a tablet, and we were getting a stick figure, which was seemingly crawling on the floor, and then the camera would completely shut off.
1: That's what happened right there. Uh, I was getting ready to say, the breeze at your ankles and knees is either a a, a child ghost or an amputee from the 40s and 50s where it was a, a hospital. And if it's crawling on the ground, that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm.
4: But I don't think it was a human spirit. And I'll get into that a little ah. bit later. But whenever I we saw that figure appear, the camera would shut off completely to where I have to reboot the sensor, reboot the computer that's running it, reboot the battery packs. And that happened three times before I was like, okay, something doesn't want to be seen. We're going to pack this equipment away. Uh, One of the people that was with me, because I had two people with me, he looks like he felt a headache, and then he was still saying, hey, I still have this headache, but only in this building. So he thinks something probably followed him home, and he's still having issues at home. Oh, no. I had something follow me home, but it was easier for me to get rid of because I have a lot of experience with Rather darker hauntings, which this is one of the darkest ones I've done. I ended up getting touched a few times. I had what felt like two or three fingers just being ran down my spine multiple times. and Jesus. That was probably the scared, most scared I've ever been on a ghost hunt. Because I kind of had a feeling what was there wasn't nice. And then feeling it touch me was not the best feeling. I heard a hiss in one of the hallways, and we think that's where this creature, entity, whatever it is, likes to hide. Because during the day, nine times out of ten, I won't feel anything in there. Unless I go down that hallway and into the specific rooms where we think it hides. And then it's just getting walloped in the face with just heavy energy, aggression, and almost evil. And then when we were packing up, because we planned to stay there all night, I called it at about 1.30 due to the nature of the activity and how dark it was getting. We heard something literally banging almost as hard as it could on one of the doors, and we could see the door moving. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But getting into the after investigation, just kind of reflecting on it, I think this entity likes to target certain people. With like troubled past or issues going on in the present day, because there's a couple employees there that have come to me like, hey, this stuff's happening to me. Can you kind of tell me why? And I was able to get a little information on what they've been through through life. And it's like, "Okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. This makes sense. Me and a couple of employees are going to attempt to cleanse the building. I don't think it's going to work. Because I know this is definitely a non-human entity, and I'm leaning towards demonic. I Mm. can't be 100% sure on that, though, because I didn't have certain equipment with me to verify that. I didn't have my Bibles or holy water to try and elicit a response based on religious provocation. But I will be doing an investigation after the cleansing is attempted to see... Hey, did it work, or did it just piss this thing off even more? And I got to call in a priest.
1: <laughs> Maybe just start with the priest, Caleb. That's uh. And I'm glad you clarified the touching thing because I was going to get one of my daughter's dolls and be like, "Show me where," so we could get this taken <laughs> care of. Get that. Get that sucker behind bars. <laughs> oh man, Caleb, you never, you never fell. Buddy, to bring the woo-woo. You, the the tree you had with the Ouija boards on it, just inviting the, you guys, when you're done with the investigations, you guys, like, say things like, you're not allowed to follow us home, anything like Mm -hmm.
4: that. We did sage cleansing. We waved selenite around. I put salt down on the doors to kind of block it in from following us. Unfortunately, it didn't work. I had Mm. something... It wasn't very dark following me home. I was able to get rid of it pretty quickly when I once I got home and got to all my cleansing stuff. But one of the guys who was with me is still dealing with his attachment.
1: Oh man, you guys go yeah. over there and help him.
4: Uh, we're we talk almost every day and I see him once a week at work. Oh man.
1: Well, hopefully he gets that taken care of. <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys should drink the holy water before you go into these things and um or just douse it in certain places. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Or just get you one of seed spreading things and put the big <laughs> salt in it. Make sure they can't get out.
4: Yeah. I don't well, know I what to do there. Expect it to be as dark as it was going in. Going in, I knew it was, hey, this could get pretty dark. But I don't think it will. It seems to have kind of calmed down in the years since I've been there before. And I was dead wrong. It was the darkest I've ever seen it.
1: You know, it makes me wonder because they talk about like on a, a native burial ground, you know, that everything you've ever seen on that documentary or red encounters. It's always like it's demonic activity on a native burial ground. But it's always got me wondering, is it just a dead native and all they knew about white men was not very good,
4: you mm-hmm. know?
1: So when that we're or in some there kind like,
4: of protection ghost. spell yeah. put on the property. Oh yeah. I'm thinking that's closer to what it is.
1: Now, how do we not know that shamans like did did they sacrifice warriors? <laughs> To be protective spirits, did the shaman like? Did they do these things for mm-hmm. that specific purpose? Like, would that cause? I know you've always heard crossing over as ghosts. Not I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know. I don't know much about ghosts. I can tell you that. I know people have experiences every day of their life. I've never experienced anything, and if I have, it's because I wasn't paying attention, probably. But uh. Yeah, man, those things just seem crazy to
4: me. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And then one other thing that I I looked over and didn't see the first time. On one of my devices, I got a response saying blaze. And I didn't think of anything of it at the time. I'm like, okay, it's just spitting out a random word. And then a microwave caught fire on Monday night there. Just (laughs) seemingly out of the blue. We were just microwave and I think it was pizza rolls, just because we had some downtime, and all of a sudden I smell burning, and, and I look in the microwave, and it's it's fully engulfed in flames. Holy crap.
2: So it makes me so, wonder, I'm sorry, Kayla, I was just going to make a quick comment here, but... Go ahead. So, uh makes me wonder, um sometimes these burial mounds, they aren't Native Americans, but there's like a Nephilim or giant hybrid in there, and Obviously, you know, according to the biblical text, their spirits are essentially the, the demons nowadays. So maybe there's a correlation to that, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, maybe it is just a native marital bound.
4: Yeah. And I'm thinking it could be a coincidence. Hey, it just kind of happened. It was time for it to catch fire. We use that microwave constantly. But then the other part of me is like, no, this could have been a warning. Yeah,
1: and then, I've got a really old mic. Actually, I gave it away. To somebody that needs needed a microwave, but we had a really mm-hmm. old microwave cabinet, and it never caught fire. Hmm. I've never replaced a microwave because it got old and just caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> like that seems, and the <laughs> fact that you heard the word blaze, and then the microwave caught fire—that's yeah. nuts, man. It's like a premonition. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, man. Hey, Caleb, Caleb, do you think maybe just the fact that it was Halloween may have explained Ooh. why it was ramping up like that?
4: Yeah, I absolutely think Halloween had something to do with the level of activity, but I don't think it had anything to do with the nature of the haunting. Okay. I don't think it got darker or more aggressive simply because it was Halloween.
1: No. Well, they do say that the veil is thinner, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, have you guys you know what I meant to comment on this earlier when Poppy Joe was talking when he's talking about lithic sites. Have you guys seen the 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 Gobleki Tempe stones in Turkey? In Turkey. No. That they were saying are intentionally buried. But now archaeologists are like, oh no, they're it was just rocks falling in and all that. But was it? Because the way they were buried, you can tell, like, it was compacted in there, stacked in there. It wasn't just, like, over time. And then you get into these other theories, like, the Book of Jubilee. You guys heard of that? Yes, sir. And get in the Book of Jubilee, and then... um So, Justin and I were talking about this the other day, and what I didn't know was, and this is just a theory, but you know, in Noah's son Ham in the Bible said he saw his father's nakedness. Well, if you look up that phrase in Hebrew, it means that Ham slept with his mother. Yes. And Noah cursed him, not him, not his sons. His Was it his grandson or his great-grandson, Canaan, who is supposed to have gone out and found these things and been like, no, we can't do this again. This is why we were on that boat for so long, you know? So, and then they buried him or whatever. And apparently Turkey's where Noah's Ark is, maybe, like in the same area. So I'm deep diving into that. That's got me... I think they're calling it a Neolithic, which means basically the new, newer Stone Age, the later Stone Age years, or the latest Stone Age, which is crazy to me. There was only one Stone Age, but now they're saying the new Stone Age. So I don't know what that means, but I got to look into all this. But I think
0: there was a glacier in between or something like that. Oh, yeah? I think, if I remember correctly, but oh, yes. Yeah. It's that, would that be stuff really cool. is uh
1: yeah, that stuff is it's getting pretty interesting, I think. Uh
2: that's a cool interesting connection though that you mentioned about uh Noah's Ark and Turkey, then also Koplecky, Tepe, and Turkey as well. And and I would never thought think of that.
1: But I've I've been uh like today I lived if you guys listen to David Grush on Rogan. Mm-hmm. Did it melt your, melt your face off? I mean, this dude is showing out there that back in the day before the CIA, when the CIA was OSS, like the Pope in that time and the Italian mafia had a hand in creating the CIA. Yes, sir. Wait, what? The... And then he said, he's talking about the crash in 1933, was it? In Italy, that they recovered. That's what led to all that, anyway. But guys, I've always thought there were aliens out there. Now I think they're here. Like this guy's convinced me. He says it with such conviction and tells these stories and the way, and the, just the way he talks. I'm like, this dude's not lying. He's just. He's trying to get this out there because what he is telling us has nothing to do with national security. But guys go listen to that episode. And I'm also listening to Graham Hancock right now on Rogan. And that's what got me on the go black, a thing because they started talking about that. And I'm like, wait, what? And then the ninjas or butterfly guys was talking about, it, and that's when they mentioned the book of Jubilee, which got me even further into that. By the way, we know ninjas or butterflies are listening to this, and we want you guys to come on this show because I
0: love you. <laughs> but hey, Ryan, when you look into the uh, that connection with the CIA, look into something called Propaganda Due or P two. It was a Masonic lodge in Italy. I'll, I'll pop it into the. Uh, I'll just put in a stupid Wikipedia link, but you can take it from there. Nice. I'm going to pop that into the chat. Caleb,
1: sorry I took over your time. There, you got anything else? No, Bobby? you're good.
0: What was
2: that?
1: You got anything
4: else?
2: Uh, No, that's really it. When's your
1: next uh, hunt, you think?
4: Uh, They're doing the cleansing sometime after the new year. I don't want to be there for it, <laughs> for obvious reasons, because I think it's just going to piss this thing off even more. Yeah. So sometime after they try to do the cleansing, I don't really have anything lined up right now other than that.
1: Nice. Well, keep us updated, man. Uh, All the time out there fighting these demons or playing with them. You're playing with these demons, Caleb. You got to (laughs) be careful.
4: I know. That's why I called it early. (laughs) I know better than to poke the bear too much.
1: All right, well, if Caleb's done, we're moving on to our counter-cult podcast host, Mr. Outlaw. How have you been, man?
2: Mm, Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh, How's the
1: podcast going?
2: It's going pretty good. Uh, We're definitely uh, uh, getting more downloads than we initially expected, so... Nice. Yeah, man. uh, It's definitely been a trip, so...
1: It's always nice when you're when you're starting out and you watch that growth and you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: it's, it's
1: exciting, man. I mean, it's not just about growing a big podcast and all that. I mean, everybody wants what they do to be successful. But a lot okay. of it is, uh, you know, just the this right here is one of my favorite things we do. This yeah, is absolutely. by far one of my favorite things we do. When I get to come on here and talk with all you guys, now me, Justin, and Lance, just kicking it. I love that too. Interviewing just anybody else. But we got a fan in Ireland. We're going to be interviewing.
0: Hell yeah, man! Is that hopefully she? What's that? Is that that? Is that Hallow Haven?
1: Is that the one in the Discord? Yeah. I don't know if that's her or not. I know we have two pretty big fans in Ireland. I want to say her name. In the email, her name is Jace or Jace. It's J-A-Y-C-E. So Jace or Jace, if you're listening to this, I hope you are. um, I'm going to get this interview set up. We got to figure out a schedule because you're five hours ahead of us. But please, in the next email, tell me how to pronounce your name. Or you can wait until we're (laughs) talking. But but, I mean, it's either Jace or Jace, you know. But cool. what's been going on in the outlaw world?
2: Oh man, well the usual. Uh, our world's been crazy, so <laughs> 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 to say the least. Um, yeah, I know you mentioned that you know we're counter cult whatever, but we still consider hey our our uh, the mothership. So, uh, shout out to you guys.
1: Hi, right, thank you, man. That's... Yeah. That's what it's all about.
2: They're just communities growing, expanding. But yeah, hey, uh, so I've been researching different stuff, but I actually want to share an experience. Oh, nice. I know uh, Poppy Joe gets off on my experiences, but (laughs) they do.
0: They do, and not always in a wholesome way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So several months ago, this was probably around May or April i had this crazy dream and you know how all the weird shit always happens in my dreams and uh i actually talked to jj rose it was during one of our episodes and um she mentioned that it's because i'm a dream walker i'm still trying to figure that out um not 100 sure i need to get with her and uh, try to figure out what that means um so anyway so in this dream um I was taken to this abandoned looking church And like the pews and everything were just a mess It was dilapidated And I was just walking down this aisle of this church And out of nowhere I saw this entity Or of course it has to be an entity But no, it was actually in the form of a woman Okay, so this uh, this person this entity woman, whatever you want to call it, was wearing this white dress, I'm like and she had this reddish hair, curly reddish hair. And in it, so she was trying to read my mind in this in this dream. But for some reason she couldn't fully read my mind. And that's when I woke up at 3 a.m. And everybody knows what that means.
1: Witching hour,
2: yeah. So, fast forward again, this happened in May or April. Uh, so, fast forward to October, and I met up with this gal on a dating site. And uh, turns out she was a witch, which I mean, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> dates them <laughs> at yeah. some point or another. Don't tell my wife,
1: but I'm married to one. That's oh, you meant like a Wiccan witch? Yeah, that's yeah. Good thing my wife doesn't listen to shit.
2: If so, we'll have to edit this part out.
1: I don't know how to do that.
0: Good skill to have.
2: Just tell her it was my fault. But uh, so fast forward to October. I go on on the state with this gal. She tells me she's a witch. I'm like, whatever, no big deal. I, it's in the community, you know. We're in the paranormal community, so nothing faces me at this point. So we decided to meet up, and uh, she's like, "Hey, why don't you pick me up at my apartment, and I'll show you where I work." And where she worked was this. Uh, uh, I hate using the word magic shop it's where they carry all these potions and herbs and stuff like that books whatever and so we i take her there she, she's showing me around her work um i'm just looking around because i wanted to get her on my podcast and just talk about things but um that's not gonna happen now. i'll mention why after the episode but
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Um, so again, we're at the shop, and you killed her. What's up? Did you kill her? <laughs> no. Okay. Let's right, just say I had su- to. <laughs> I severed ties, but <laughs>
1: I was just say you spilled water and she melted. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna say when you mentioned it, Caleb, uh, drink holy water. I was gonna say that's a whole new definition of pissing excellence, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the definition of it. Huh?
2: <laughs> so, anyway, so we're at the shop and I'm looking around and she introduces me to one of her co workers and she's a psychic medium. Um, now, remember how I mentioned in the stream this figure had that reddish hair. So, when there. she introduces me to this. No. Yeah, so she introduces me to this a coworker of hers, um, almost the exact same image. Now I didn't draw the connections at that time because it happened, you know, several months ago. So whatever, um, you know. But my date, she kept trying to convince me that she wanted to do a reading on me, and me being of a Christian background, I'm like, no, not. Uh, I just told her politely, I'm not ready for a reading at this time. And, you know, um, but throughout the night. So we went back to her apartment after she showed me her, uh, her, the shop or wherever, wherever she works. And, uh, um, you know, just throughout, throughout the date, she kept trying to convince me to do a reading on me. I'm like, just thinking to myself, why is she so obsessed with trying to do a reading on me? I'm, I'm. I'm a nobody. I mean, I'm an average yeah. Joe. So
1: get out of your devil. <laughs> <laughs> I want your woo woo magic on me.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, I have no issue dealing, uh, dating or you know, hooking up. Not hooking up, but I shouldn't say that. But meeting people with different backgrounds, as far as religions, and I don't care if they're Wiccan, whatever. That's all the same to me. Um.
1: Well, God didn't call us to love just Christians. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's true, man. I mean, not to sound preachy, but look at where Jesus was preaching. And yeah, it wasn't in the temples. wasn't in the temples. <laughs> several different backgrounds sit there, so. <laughs> but, so, you know, we go to her apartment. And, uh, again, she's trying to convince me to do a reading. I'm like, why? Just thinking to myself, why? And, uh. So anyway, she's showing me her apartment and um showing me that her shrine and all that, and in one of her shrines, she had a little figure of Shiva. So that immediately started giving me red flags. That's the
1: goddess of destruction, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Destroyer of worlds. Destroyer of worlds.
2: So um you know i call out a night after that nothing happened between us so yeah no yeah so i just kind of got the feeling that was she trying to manipulate me what was going on here you know yeah Kip insisting i she <laughs> wanted to do a reading on me then Man,
1: maybe if you agreed Things sort of went different at the end of the night. And then then he's just (laughs) ghosted. No, I'm just kidding. Don't ever do that. That's terrible.
4: Don't ever do that. You got the energy transfer and all that. She was (laughs) like, try this
1: cucumber
0: from Haiti. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 I would not ghost a witch. Um, Seems like things could get pretty iffy for you.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. So, yeah. um, Yeah, nothing happened. We didn't get intimate or anything like that. I know. But, uh, um, where was I going? So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I didn't draw the connections at that time between that, um, uh, her crow worker, the psychic medium. And, uh, you know, again, it happened several months ago between that dream to where the state happened. So, but it just felt weird, man. Like, um, then I, Several weeks later, this was probably right before Thanksgiving. I was having dinner, then all of a sudden that connection hit. Like, oh my God, was that the same lady from the shop that I saw in my dream? And are they, is there an assignment going on against me here? Or I don't know, man, but it just too many uh, coincidences or. As our uh, brother Kenneth calls them, holler flags. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah holler
1: uh, flags. You gotta watch out for them.
2: So the only connection I can draw, man, and several years ago, I did a deliverance on this gentleman who was part of a of a coven, and he had all sorts of uh, evil attachments to him. So, um, I don't know. after that i got and i'm not trying to race myself up to any level by saying this or anything like that again i'm just an average joe uh um but it just makes me wonder if i kind of got like one of those spiritual hit lists put on me (laughs) so
1: you know i'll never forget you saying that remind me. I don't know why I've never thought of this. Two years we've been doing this podcast. I may have mentioned it before, but it just dawned on me.
0: Was I was happening in the Protestant camp.
3: No. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> One time at Protestant. Band Camp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lance is our Protestant camp guy. That uh but I uh I was at church, I was young. Um I remember this guy and I was sitting with my buddies, and the way the seats were, this was like a this church had just started, it was like in a window store. Like it used to be a a store. And then we went in, we renovated everything, we turned it into a church, right? The upstairs was where the youth would go, and downstairs you could see from the road us having church, you know. But this guy came in, it was at a night service. My mom had us at every service whether you wanted to go or not you were going so which i it's it's a good thing she i'm glad she beat it into me you know that, <laughs> maybe i'd be a much worse person today if she hadn't but. so anyway this guy's there i'll never get he's wearing a blue jean jacket he smelled like cigarettes as he walked by <clears throat> and he went up there and he got prayed for and he's just bawling you know when they did the altar call And then he laid out flat on his back with three grown men, the preacher, I want to say another who was the youth pastor at the time who now pastors his own church, and another guy who I'm pretty sure has passed away. Holding them down and praying, and this guy's back arching, chest rising, and he was screaming like it wasn't a demonic voice or anything, you know, like you see on TV. The lights didn't flicker, nothing like that. It wasn't crazy, but the veins on his neck, his face was completely blood red. His lips were turning blue. He was screaming so much, oh man, like he wasn't getting air. And then all of a sudden, it was like nothing and he just got up and he was smiling and crying and hugging everybody and i'm like dude what did i just witness like (laughs) what just happened like and then i'm the later on i'm thinking preacher set that up to get everybody (laughs) (laughs) on their toes that's what he's done you know because i'm sitting there thinking there's no way there's no way but i witnessed it I, you know, that's a, and like I say, it wasn't anything weird. The lights didn't flash off and the light yeah. didn't start storming outside and, you know, nothing, no demonic voices scream. It was just his voice. Yeah. But he was, and dude, it was just one of the scariest things I've ever It's a terrifying
2: thing, man. Has sp- it, yeah.
1: Terrible. I, but I mean, and then later on, you know, and at this time I'm in high school. Okay. And I wasn't the most <laughs> Christian of Christians in high school. You know, I was, I was pretty rowdy. And then my buddies who are really in the church that I go in and hang out at church. And they're like, yeah, man, just, you know, let's go over here and pray. Just make sure nothing tries to attach itself to you and all that. Cause they know what a heathen I was. And <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Attach itself to me. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I got the uh, the car keys and went and sat in the car the like, rest of the because I was scared. So I told my mom I was like, "I'm out. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not into the woo-woo."
4: My grandma I, was literally throwing her Bible at me one time <laughs> because I'd just gotten back from a from Bobby Mackey's when I had a really bad night, and she was like, "No, stay away from me." Chuck.
1: (laughs) Get out of here, devil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, that's ah, you're braver than I am, Caleb, because I don't I don't
0: that's some
2: cojones right there.
1: I'll go Mm. on a I think I'd go on a ghost.
0: You never mess with a grandmother with her NIV Bible. That's the serious thing.
4: The range on her arm for a 90-year-old woman. My God. Yeah. (laughs) Supernatural. The
1: Bible's not a light book. You know, it's a big book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I do. I miss my wife's grandmother sitting here reading her Bible every morning. She'd be Mm. in her nightgown with a robe over that. She'd be sitting right here eating her oatmeal and her coffee, and she'd be reading her Bible verses every morning. I miss her so (laughs) much, but... That was her chair. We still got her chair right in the same spot. But, yeah. So, yeah, you dreamt about a woman that you met later on, didn't put it together. That crazy witch girl was trying to hoodoo you, we think.
2: We think, but.
1: Yeah. Or it was just her being like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the reading. But then again, she's got a shrine to Shiva.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the way,
1: uh,
2: yeah, the way she kept trying to insist to do a reading on me, I'm like, okay, what's really, what's really going on here? I mean,
1: and and remember, keep in mind, uh, the we each live in our own world. That doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean the destroyer of a planet. That means the destroyer of lineages, of legacies, of individuals. Your world, you're done. Like. You know, that's what I always say. You guys know that. It's perspective. Everybody lives in their own world. We don't see the same rainbow because we can. <laughs> God true. made each rainbow for each individual person on this earth because nobody can stand in the same spot as me and see the way light refracts out of water and see the same rainbow as I do. So it's perspective. So, uh, I mean, that's just, but. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you avoided that mess.
2: Maybe check
1: the profile next time on this (laughs) one. Like, does she have Wicca listed? Like,
2: well, she had it, man. But I mean, I can't resist a beautiful face.
1: (laughs) Well, (sighs) oh man. I bet Lilith was pretty in her day, too. But. Oh man. So how's Dick and Maddie doing? I ain't seen them in forever.
2: They're doing pretty good, man. Uh they're busy as hell. They're I think both of them are working two jobs right now. So oh man. Yeah.
1: Crazy. My one uh, job is enough for me right now.
2: Oh, I feel it, man. I'm working uh ten to twelve hour shifts each day. So
1: That's what we do ten hours a day. Yeah. That's if we don't have to stay out. Like I said, that one night I didn't clock out till ten o'clock.
2: Good. It's uh, too much, man. Yeah. Too much.
1: But we got the job done. Well, Outlaw, you got any, uh, anything else, buddy?
2: No, man, that's the story so far. I hope it continues. If there's more, I mean, in a good way, not I mean.
1: Just my my general rule when adding anyone to social media, I go down the profile, look at the bio. If it has pronouns, it's a note. If it has Wicca, (laughs) that's a no. You know, anything like that, just (laughs) right out the door. Because, first of all, don't come at me. I'm not going to get into all that. But, you (laughs) know, that's just my rule. Looking at it, I'm like,
4: so what you're saying is I need to take Ghost Hunter off my bio.
1: No, no,
2: no, no,
4: no, no,
0: no,
2: absolutely not. That's
1: fine. That's fine. We'll go with Ghost Hunter as long as you don't say, Ghost hunter, they, them, and, uh, or they, them ghost hunters, and, you know, or, you know, uh, Lilith is my homie, running with the devil, things like that. Those are all red flags, red flags, holler flags,
2: will. Just Yes.
1: (laughs) Swipe, as they say. I don't know. I've never been on Tinder, so I don't know which way you're supposed to swipe because, you know, I've been married for 20 years and Tinder's. Relatively new, but it's newer than my marriage. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Outlaw. And we are moving on. Last but not least, Maynard. How you doing, buddy?
3: Not too bad. How are you doing? Pretty good. You hanging in there? Yeah, so far. It's been a rough month, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah.
1: But, have, uh, what have you been looking into, buddy?
3: Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had time to look into a lot of stuff. Uh, just been busy with doctors and insurance companies and all that fun stuff. But um, after last month with the Halloween show, I thought, as soon as I got done talking, I'm like, oh, why did I tell about the uh, the West Market Street house we live in? That would have been a much better story. So, it's okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about this little house we moved into uh, not too long after college. Absolutely. Um, that's from an area, uh, was of Akron, Ohio. Um, after college I went up and moved up to Green Bay, Wisconsin for a couple years for a job. Wound up moving back to Akron. Um, met some friends of friends, a bunch of guys. We all decided to get a house together, you know, keep expenses low, everything like that. And I kinda knew two of the guys. Um, but it was basically I think a house like four four twenty something uh stoners like i was the old man of the house i think i was 20 25 the other guy was 23 and a couple of guys are 20 all just big stoners um we're big stoners we had to have we smoked in the basement we we had three couches down there we wound up having we built another platform for another couch so we had like stadium seating behind the one couch we'd have so many people over like hanging out partying so keep all that in mind when i'm telling the story but uh, we found this house, four-bedroom house. Um, it was really reasonable priced. It was great, and It was like with utilities and everything, I think I think it was like 180 bucks a month between... Yeah, we split it up. We moved in. We noticed that like, it had been empty for a while. You know, yeah, had like some basement had spiders and earwigs and stuff like that. Kind of a musty smell. Kind of some cobwebs. We were like, that's fine. It's cheap. You know, we'll clean it up and so we cleaned up, moved in, and almost within the first couple of weeks, I noticed uh, we were all come and go at the same time. We all whenever we we're home, we we're all in the basement smoking. So I, numerous times I got home first, uh sitting down in the basement smoking, and I'd hear like someone come home upstairs. You'd hear the door, someone walking around. You wait a while, no one comes down. So they put I run upstairs,
0: no one's there. I'm
3: like, oh maybe someone came home. Ran and grabbed something and left again. You know, whatever. So, this went on for a little bit. And, um, next thing that happened, we were going through the house one day, and I'm like, uh, oh, well, we're, well, we're sitting down talking first. And uh, one friend started going, hey, has anyone noticed? He's like, I don't want to say that. He's like, I didn't want to say anything. He's like, but has anyone noticed? And I'm like, yes. He's like, you know what I'm going to say? I'm like, I'm like, the fact that there's always someone upstairs when we we're home, even though there's no one there. He's like, yes. I'm like, okay. So we're all in agreement that this all happened separately. So we're like, uh, I'm like, we're sitting there and I'm like, man, we've never looked in the attic. I wonder if someone's living in the attic and we don't know. So we all went up there in the attic, poked our head in. It had a, wasn't up above, like the entrance wasn't above. It was like a little cutout in the wall and we went in there there was a, a box fan in there and this is like an old house no air conditioning so one guy's like ooh I call the box fan so he grabbed the box fan <laughs> took it down to his room went around we looked at the attic there's no one you know there's no one up there we didn't really think there was but he got a check so I can't remember if it was like the next day or like two days later one friend comes down the one had the box fan he came down. He was just all like, like really pale, kind of shaking up. He's like, I just need to smoke. He's like, I'm like, what happened, dude? He's like, I went to bed because he, he did. um, What did he do? Oh, he installed um, garage doors. So he'd come home from work and just crash because it was like in August. So it was hot and stuff. So he came down and put the box fan on him. He said he was just about asleep. And he noticed it felt like someone stepped between him and the box man. So I, so he's like, okay. And he looked up and he's like, he could see like a shadow, basically what we now call a shadow, shadow man or a shadow figure. This is like 1998. So like, I was probably the only one that had heard of a shadow man at that point. He's like, he's like, he he jumped up and he's like, it just, you know, it vanished. Kind of, you know, by the time he jumped up, it was gone. And he's like, it was just the weirdest thing. He's like, and he was really shaken up. So I'm like, let me ask you this. I'm like, what kind of hat did it have? And he just looked at me, he's like, how he looked at me, he's like, How did you know it had a hat? I'm like, because I've heard some things that happened. But I guess it had like um a top hat, but it was like an old like Abraham Lincoln, like uh what do you call it, like a stovepipe? Oh yeah, hat. like the really tall ones. So this completely freaked him out. I'm like, man, I'm like, it's on the fan. I'm like, I wonder if it's something that's attached to the fan. And he was shaking up. He's like, oh, we're taking care of this. So he ran upstairs, grabbed the fan. Back into the attic, the fan went. He just opened the door, chucked it in, and closed it back. So that was like that. That was like the first big thing. So it was like a week later. I can't remember. It was in the first month we lived there. We all decided, we're sitting around one day bored. And I forget why, but we all decided to go to the flea market. I think because oh, one guy wanted to pick up, um, he was really into like, old um, samurai movies. And he could pick up a bunch of them at the flea market and stuff. So like, that's cool, let's all go. You know, kind of, something for us all to go hang out. So that's cool. So he had a bunch of 20-year-olds roam around the flea market. But what did we come home with? One guy brought bought uh, brought a broadsword. I bought like a, I bought a pistol grip crossbow. <laughs> Another guy bought like a, a blow dart gun. And the other guy bought like um, I think they're called size. They're like the little uh three pronged ninja tw- things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, leave it to us to buy all this stuff. So we're downstairs talking. We come back, we're downstairs talking, and we hear someone walking around upstairs again. And we're like, let's go. So up here we go, we're all running up the stairs with all these little, all the little weapons. We do the room to room. I mean, we go at least everywhere. We go upstairs and we're going up the stairs. We're, it literally looks like I had pictures. It literally looks like the Scooby Gang going up, you know, one after another, go up the stairs. I'm like, I'm trying to be quiet, but I'm like, hey, let's all back up so we're not like within like firing distance of each other. I can see like us jumping and shooting one another or hitting each other with a sword. I can totally see that happening. But we got up there and I'm like, and I just started laughing. I'm like, you know, if there's an intruder, I hope he's from like the 15th century and doesn't have like a gun. <laughs> 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 but we go up there, we, we go through the whole house, even the attic, nothing. And this was like obvious. Like, this was like, we heard the door open, we heard someone walk, you know, it was very obviously someone was there. But we're like, this has got to stop. So I'm like, and the house just had a weird feel. It was kind of like always just kind of oppressive and like oppressive feel to it. Like if it, you wouldn't notice it when there was a lot of people over. But when you go by the house or there's only a couple of you there, it just felt really weird. I'm like, well, I'm like, I have some books on magic and stuff, which is always a bad way to start. And I'm like, let me see if I can figure out how to how to do like a cleansing ritual or something. I'm like I, I could figure I could figure this out. So I go through the book. I wind up going to a little witchcraft store. It's close to Akron University. So it's always like that little witchcraft store. So uh, I talk to someone That thing. she kind of tells me how to do it. And I, I was kind of telling her, she's like, that sounds like something kind of strong. She's like, if you can't get rid of it. I'm like, if I can't get rid of it, I'm just going to shove it in the attic and try to like lock it in the attic. So I go through this whole cleansing ritual I, I tried a couple times. It's not working. Uh, so I try to, I managed to, like, put it in the attic, got the rocks all down, did some other little this or that that I don't want to get into. And I'm like, it seemed, to, it, everything seemed to stop. And we're like, this is cool. Well, then, and the only thing we I could figure out is, is like, this, this house had a bunch of spirits or something in it. And it was almost like that oppressive spirit was keeping everything like quiet or camped down. Because when I put when I once I put I once I did the house cleanse, like other weird things started happening. Like we we're going to the Cuyahoga County Fair. It was like three of the guys, one of his girlfriends, and one of her friends. And um we got there, we're all talking. And the the one girl, you know, being allowed the people we are, we're like, we don't give her the tour of the house or anything. And she's like, we're like, oh, just go ahead and look around if you want, you know. So she's like, and she came back and she's like, just talking, she's like, oh, this is a cool place. She's like, Who's, whose kid is that downstairs? And we're like, what? He's like, the little kids, there's a little kid downstairs watching TV. It's like, it's like a small black child, like two, three years old, we're like, uh-oh. Cause none of was kid. <laughs> Somebody's missing a kid. <laughs> so we go flying down the stairs. Like I literally, I took from the second, I hit the second step and literally like grabbed it on the handrails and just swung my feet out, and landed all the way down. And by the time I got down there, nothing. TV's not on. There's nothing. Like I was down there in, within a few seconds. So I went around the house again. There's a room to room again. Like we must have done the room to room in this house like. A hundred times over the course of two years. And then I was sitting inside the house one day, and all of a sudden I just started smelling smoke. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I go to the house, I don't see anything. I'm like, it's an older house, I better check electronics. And at the time I was working uh, construction, I was doing traffic lighting, street lighting. So I got the multimeter out, started going to all the outlets, all the everything. No shorts, no anything. And then uh, I'm sitting there, and I can hear someone start to walk down the stairs. And I kind of saw a flash of what looked like a woman, like just out of the corner of my eye. When I looked, there was no one there once again. So we're trying to figure out, talk to the buddies. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And the only thing we figured out is, because and these spirits, though, they they, they, we didn't get any kind of, like, bad feeling off these. They were just there. So what we could figure is that first spirit we think maybe was somehow harassing all these other spirits and keeping them, that's the best we could figure, all and right. keeping them like and suppressing them. Because like I said, once once that first spirit was gone, the oppression left, then we started seeing, that's when we started seeing all these other spirits. So a little later on, we were in the house for two years, uh, one of the other guy's girlfriends moved in with us. Then again, she's a big stoner, so now we have the house of stoners. And uh, she was wanting to get a job while she, while she was going to Acronew. So we devised a plan to get our job at the video store. Now, understand, the video store was, if you walked out our front door, you walked across Market Street, walked through, through the um, uh, gas station parking lot, the parking lot behind it, walked across the exchange street, and you were at the video store. Like you could see the door for the house. We had rented some movies. And what we'd normally do is we'd sit them on top. When we are done with them, we'd sit them on top of the VCR. And whoever got home first the next day would go take the movies back. So we had these movies sitting on top of the VCR for, I don't know, three, four months. And every day we'd look at them and go, that's not going to be good. So we, we wound up, we're like, why don't you go get a job at, at the video store? It's right there and you can erase our finds. We'll just sneak the movies back in the middle of the night and drop them off. So we did that, and it took her about six months before she got to a point where she could erase our things, because they had someone watching all the keystrokes on the keyboards and stuff. (laughs) But she was coming home one day, and she got to the front door, and this was like like a big old heavy wooden front door that had been painted like a dozen times. So it would stick a lot. You know, you really had to put some muscle into it to open. And she didn't have her key. She got at the front door and it was locked. So she started going on the side of the house and we had a little sunroom. Because she was going to come in through the garage because it was always open. Well, she got by the, the sunroom and she heard someone say something like, I got it or something like that. So she went back to the front door and the front door was now open. Not only unlocked, but actually open. Like you know but none of us were home. There was no one in the house. <laughs> but, but it was nice enough to go let her in. yeah, that's a nice little ghost. It, it might have been that little kid that was watching TV. I mean it was that. and the woman I saw on the stairs, we never really had any problems with them other than they just startled it. But whatever that original spirit was, it almost felt like they it was keeping all these other spirits. Like, trapped it down and they couldn't like manifest, you know. I makes that, many... that sounds
0: like that sounds like, um, on that catty wumpus episode, you all had the Idola. yeah, idola.
1: exactly what I was gonna say. It sounds
3: like an Idola. that's uh,
0: crazy, Man. Yeah,
3: so we lived in this house for two years, and when we left, we were still doing the room after a while. You just get tired of doing the room to room because it's like a ton of steps to open all the way to the basement, all the way up, but. I can't think of anything else that happened, but it was always just little things like that. You, it was the most thing. Like you would hear, people, like the doors were open and closed, like someone was home, and you'd go, and there's never anyone there.
0: Did you did you ever hear any like background on this, like maybe who that kid was or anything like that?
3: No, I went to the library try to try to look it up a little bit to see if I could find like, especially with the smell, I thought maybe um, the house had caught fire at one time or something.
0: Okay, yeah,
3: but. It was like nineteen ninety eight, the internet wasn't quite what it is now. So I looked up what I could look up. I tried to go through, you know, the old old school uh micro microfilm and stuff. And the microfiche couldn't couldn't get, never came up with anything.
1: It might not so, have been the house that burned, but one of the people
3: there. Yeah, something like that. That's what we right. kind of speculated, but it was just weird that you know, were having this oppressive spirit having all these other spirits that were just like, you know, at worst they were neutral, and at best they were actually kind of helpful.
1: Or it but could it have been that thing song. you walked in the in the attic, too. Yes. Yeah. And then we moved
3: out of, like, moved out after two years, and I'm like, ooh, good luck whoever lives there next. Hope they don't go out <laughs> for that plan. You know?
0: <laughs> I, I know, that could be like a multi-part horror series of, like, the box fan from hell. <laughs> but we uh
3: i i've by i i went out to still live in ohio i i drove by a house by that house every once in a while and it, you know I just always kind of wondered he just wanted to stop in and go is anything really weird happened while you're here you know but <laughs> you should it's not, it's not really, <laughs> you know you really can't do that so but uh go
1: out knock on the door listen i lived here in 98 i and this place was haunted, Then I want to know, do you experience any of
3: that? Yeah. But it was funny, because we didn't actually have people, like, we were just so leaning about stuff, because everyone come over and smoke all the time. Like, the garage door was always open, and anyone who really knew us knew that garage door was open. So we'd come home, and someone would be downstairs smoking already, and they're like, dude, there's like someone in the house. So we're like, so like, other people confirmed it, like, outside of us. Granted a bunch of stoners, but it's not like we don't know that yeah. we're making up like someone in the house, you know. I I've
1: I've dabbled with uh marijuana before. And uh No. No. I really <laughs> have <Okay>. I have. <laughs> and I can tell you that uh it is not a hallucinogenic drug. It does no. not make you hear things, it does not make you see things, it's just a full body numb. <laughs> including your brain but you know so the voice is quiet down but mm-hmm. it's not going to make you hear somebody walk into your house and across your floor above yeah. your head
3: you know that's like i always back up you know in, in the bigfoot you know, always hear people have bigfoot encounters the people are like you know oh what were you smoking and i'm like i smoked a lot in the woods yeah. i'm like no amount that i smoked Ever made me see like an 800 pound primate walking through the woods? Yeah. <laughs> ever, ever, not even close. Not even close. Same with alcohol, even you know. Just. But that always cracks me up when they people are like, "Oh, what were you smoking?" or "What were you drinking?" It's like it doesn't work like that.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Man, my is near point, buddy.
1: So that was
3: the market. That was the Market Street House from Akron, Ohio.
1: And that's such a cool name for it, too, the Market Street House.
3: It was, Just sounds haunted. Well, it was in a nicer <laughs> part of, it was it was in a nicer part of town, but it was older. But it was right where like Market Street, Exchange Street, and another main street all came together. So it was like a busy little corner of town. Like when you left it was annoying, like when you if you had to leave like during rush hour, you had to make it right out of the driveway because you were never gonna get across like all the <laughs> traffic. You know, so it right. wasn't like it was in some it wasn't like it was in some isolated part of town. It was right in West Akron, and oh, it was a cool house to live in. That once, <laughs> once we got past
1: the weirdness, yeah, once you got past all the demons and the kid ghosts, it was fine.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, was, but it was always funny because like it was like the kid ghost. That was someone who didn't live in the house, like that saw it. So we're like, okay, we're not nuts, and wasn't even scared. Like, hey, whose kid is that? They're so yeah, cute. Like, 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 oh, that's talking. our demon. Yeah. I mean, she just saw it as a kid. Like, it never even crossed her mind that it was a ghost or anything. Oh, my goodness.
0: Now, does Akron have any, like, ghost tours? Because I think your house should have been on that one.
3: You know, oh, uh, I don't think they do, but they probably should. Ak- Akron's, like, a weird place. Um,
0: my like, my only Akron- association is, like, the band Devo.
3: Yeah. They're, they're from Akron. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird enough as is. You should have whipped but, um, that ghost. We good. Did good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, we did some urban like urban exploration exploration back in the day, and we actually found where the whole old Ohio and Erie canals actually go under Akron for a while, where they built on top. And we started going down there, and we we're like, "Oh, there are people living down here." Like, uh, let's not let's not go down here. But that it, was it just a lot of weird. It has a weird, weird feel to it because it was a kind of a industrialist town for a while. Like one time, one time in the world, if you're if your tires did Goodrich, Goodyear, or Firestone, they were all made in Akron.
0: Like Rubber you know, City, right? Rubber City, yep. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> because um, Akron sounds a lot like a place I live called Worcester. And they also had a canal that went under the city and the same thing. People were like, oh, let's go down and check it out. And they were like, oh, let's get out of here. We just saw some giant white albino rats or something.
1: Is that Worcester in <laughs> New York? Worcester, Mass. Massachusetts, okay. Is it spelled like Worcestershire sauce? Worcester yeah,
0: yeah, like Worcestershire sauce. That's
1: why I call yeah. it Worcestershire sauce now. And it was a, that was
0: a, you know, and, and these, but the old mill towns are like so creepy, and mm-hmm. and I've told stories about you know loft spaces I've lived in in Boston, but the, those old industrial warehouse buildings <laughs> can be creepy. I, you know, I shared a story on the Discord about these gals we live with it. They were freaking out. We were like, oh, let's go see what's bothering them. And we had this dog with us. And we walked into their, their loft space. And the dog just like, I mean, he was like, he was afraid of nothing. He was a big Belgian shepherd, Labrador mix. He was crawling on his on his belly, whining. And and we but but we could feel like something going on there. And then like suddenly it just went away. So there's something, I don't know, there's something about those old You think about it like in the industrial revolution, you know, people got killed at work like every other day, you know. Oh, yeah, like this, like it was like safety third, right?
1: Not to mention that area of the United States is pretty much where we started massacring natives and that area, right? Yeah, and then the Salem witch trials.
0: Well, you know, this, and again. All the research I do, this is, and and, uh, again, not limited to New England, but just trying to figure out why is this place I grew up so weird? And I, I bet you could say that in Akron. I bet you could say that in Appalachia. I bet you could say that in Miami, Florida. There's just a lot of weird. Like I was thinking the other day, like, you know, I'm reading my Bible, and it's like Israel had an archangel that protected it, Archangel Michael, right? And all these other nations had protectors, but they were pretty much demons, right? So, who's the archangel of America? Do we have one? Maybe we not the one? way
1: we act. We ain't got no an angel watching after us. It's well, just well, that's Jesus. a problem.
0: That's maybe that's our problem. I don't. I, but anyways, I'm sorry. Made <laughs> it. I didn't want to digress too much. <laughs> but you got me thinking about this. With because again, these, you know industrial areas <laughs> are full of I'll tell you, have you think, have think you, of all the generations that have lived before you showed up there with your buddies <laughs> it's crazy
3: yeah, it's the other thing, there's, a, there's another city right there, Barberton, and it was like an industrialist town, not as big as Akron, but it was like a city in, in, in and of its own right mm-hmm. and, uh, but it kind of uh-oh
0: Solar
1: flare. I muted myself. Solar flare got Maynard. Well, shucks, Maynard. We'll see if he makes it back. But yeah, this stuff that your area, Poppy, is uh, I've never been in the Northeast. As far as I've been is Maryland. So, well, Pennsylvania. I get Maryland. Yeah. I went to Ocean City. That was yeah. more north of where well, I Well,
0: I'm not there anymore, and and it's funny because when I'm doing this research and kicking myself, it's like all these places I should have gone where all this cool stuff was going on, and I didn't.
1: Yeah. I want to get up there. I want to meet Mark. Steve, shout out to Mark again. Yeah. I love that dude. I want Let's to meet do Mark. do a road trip, man. I'm telling you, I'd love to hang out with Mark, have him show us those places where he likes to go out and hike. And...
0: I'll, I'll pick you up in uh, Incestor. Where's that? Winchester. Oh, Windsor. Winchester. <laughs> I think like it's on eighty-one. <laughs> oh yeah. You can you can just shoot right up there, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, pick you up there. will we'll. I don't know. Does Maybe eighty-one
1: go, go all the way up?
0: No, no. You gotta you gotta get on ninety-five or something. That, it's it's, it's a horrible trip. You gotta right. go through unless you go the eastern shore route. But still, you gotta go through New Jersey. Yeah. That's like. I think yeah. any way to avoid DC. Can't, you tracking. can't bring any guns, so that that sucks right there.
1: Oh, you can't bring any guns.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh man. Yeah.
1: Well, unless un- un-
0: unless we do like a, a amphibious assault.
1: Well, they didn't say anything. Did we,
0: no, we just like we we get a boat, armed to the tits. We got to bring. We got to bring. Uh, you know, we got to bring outlaw right because he's got all the hardware. Yeah, and then we'll just do an <laughs> amphibious assault on Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and we'll be good. Yeah, we'll just
1: take over New Hampshire.
0: Oh no, <laughs> no, I mean you know they're 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 not totally <laughs>
2: small <along> enough <laughs>
0: yet. Well, even maybe we'll funny, start with even, Rhode even, Island. It's even it's funny Vermont, but yeah, Rhode Island. Start with the smallest one. Yeah, Rhode Island, dude, dude. I'm liking this part. Right, maybe we should discuss this off here.
1: Delaware, <laughs> and then we make our way
0: up. No, I don't, I don't want. Delaware should be. Should this is for base orbit. of
1: operations. That is closer to Washington, so we can keep an eye uh, on them. No,
0: just nuke it from orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
1: Oh man, Maynard,
0: ah, oh, dude,
1: I wish he'd made it back. Oh, I know. His I think his cameras fast. off. He, Maynard, was, can you hear
0: us? He was, he was killing it too. He was.
1: Maynard, he always can't, Man, he's always. Dude is just a Maynard. plethora of knowledge. I hope he gets the feeling better yeah uh, we keep right, my so, so,
0: do we have time left? Yeah do, can we do a can we do a Ryan ask me anything?
1: Yeah Ask me anything.
0: okay. So let's say my treatment plan doesn't go the way I wanted it to. What's the difference between d nines you know d eights and D nines?
1: Oh uh not much. <laughs> It's uh same kind
0: of that was classic. You were like, what
1: is he talking about? Oh took me a second, I was like D eight and D9. I was like, is that a rap group? I was like, hey, that was D12. Which you know I'm like totally into that, right? Yeah, I knew you were the hardcore rap guy. So (laughs) uh but anyway, it was uh not much difference, Poppy. It's uh same feeling, everything like that. Uh
0: Now that's a last resort. You get, you know, I'm just being clear about that.
1: Yeah the the real stuff. If you can get edibles out of the real stuff,
0: much better. I'm not at that point yet, but you know, it's (laughs) never too late to.
1: Yeah, you know, I I guess it's just uh, in in moderation. You know, everything in moderation. That's my new. That's my new motto. I'm not going to go crazy like I was doing. Actually. That podcast I mentioned earlier, and Lance and Justin, just—I don't know. It's like I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm like, ah, gosh, I gotta, gotta do something. I gotta believe in something,
0: for God's sakes, you know. You are doing something. Well, you, you know how we've decided that this whole thing is about your hero's journey. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. And, and, and hey, man, we're we're praying for you. We're calling for you. You know, it's like, it's all about you, man.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, and then just like, like I said, again, I know they're listening. The ninjas are butterflies guys. <laughs> I'm going to get them on here eventually. If it's just one of them, I don't care. I'm going to get them on here because these guys, I'm telling you guys, check them out. They are amazing. They're funny. Uh, They're Christian and they let you know it and they conduct themselves in that manner. And it's, they're role models. They really are. They've got me looking. I'm like, you know, my goodness, how many people would have come on this show had I not been acting like an asshat this whole time? Pardon my language. But you know, I'm going to clean that up. So, Hey man,
0: I think you're selling yourself short. <laughs> yeah.
1: You
0: think you're selling I am- yourself short. You, you you've, as Justin says, you've always been a fan
1: favorite. <laughs> I'm glad I-,
0: I can agree to that. Yeah, Justin. All right. So, so do you do you have any do you have any questions for you always wanted to ask Ryan outlaw?
2: Oh, I knew I had a few, man, but now I can't think of any now <laughs> that I'm on the spot. <laughs> okay,
0: next. Caleb.
2: What's your favorite band?
1: Uh Led Zip. Wow. Favorite band of all time. Uh Zeppelin. Even though they
0: were Satanists.
1: I don't really care. I still listen <laughs> <You> to their
0: music. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna buy the house of Alistair Crowley <laughs> near Loch Ness.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I think
0: replace my own son.
1: I think a lot of them say a bunch of crap just to be out there. I don't you know. general, Jimmy
0: Jimmy Page, I think, wasn't just saying crap. Yeah, but Jimmy you know, was, hey, it was good music. It was good music so i got a question why'd you why'd you shave your beard what's up well uh, i just grew a beard to be like you and i appreciate nobody made any santa claus comments i bit into
1: an ice cream the other day and my mustache was so long that some of it got in my nose and i don't even know how that happened because it was in my mustache when i went to wipe it it went in my nose and i'm like okay i'm done with this i am going to grow it back out i didn't shave it completely i just used clippers so it's can't tell here, but it's just scruff. Hmm. So I am going to let it go back out. My wife appreciated it, but
0: uh, she didn't dig the beard. It's
1: not going to, no, she hates when I grow a beard, but I tell her all the time I don't tell you what to do with your body. Don't tell me what to do with my, my body, my choice, lady. <laughs> Women say that more than anybody. I'm allowed to say it this time.
0: I, I, I can't but, argue with that. Do so you have any beard grooming tips? Because I'm, I'm, you know, it was only my second go around.
1: I don't know. Mine doesn't turn out great at all, so I don't think I should give anybody tips. That um, I do use shampoo and conditioner because it does soften it up. And I do brush it in the morning when it was longer. I br- combed it out in the mornings, and I combed it out after showers and everything like that because. Mine kept wanting to grow to this side. Like I had this little goatee type beard that kept wanting to go out to the side. I'm like, why am I pointing It, was, that it right? was
0: dressing to the right.
1: It's like I had arthritis and was rickety, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> Good Lord, I saw, saw Outlaw Naughty. Maybe he's got some what, what oh, beard oil or beard cream.
2: Beard oil for sure.
0: Okay.
1: Pro- provocative. You now, my brother's beard is about down to his chest, and uh, no, actually, well, it probably is by now, his beard grows like the weather changes. He uh, it's so fast, I don't know how he does it, but he uh, he's got all these different oils. He was always trying, if I grew any hint of a beard, he's like, Here, bub, come put this oil. I was like, I don't want your oil, <laughs> like I got like, I got I scruff, some, man. I got some like,
0: hemp oil,
1: <laughs> you're gonna give me zits,
0: DMSO over it. <laughs> We're get gonna we get, get freaking dick on here. Uh, yeah. Talk about beard care.
1: Yeah. We need to get everybody back. I know Michelle said she's been sick. She was homesick from work today. So, Michelle, when you listen to this, I hope you feel better. That's Bo Peep Squatch mm-hmm. for everybody on the Discord and everything. Pray for Michelle. I'm missing Rosemary tonight. She's one of our, we're missing Maddie, Dick,
0: Maddie. Moment of silence for all of our
1: brethren. I hope wherever you guys are, this finds you well. And uh, you guys get to come on the next one. Unless anybody's got anything else, I'm going to wrap this up because 7 o'clock comes early. And I got another 10-hour shift ahead of me.
0: Yep. Copy
1: that. Guys, let me stop the recording. So before I do, you guys know where you can find us you feel led to support the show we have our patreon lance is working on our website he's about got done uh, i'm looking into merch and uh certain spot i just gotta see how much it's gonna be like these guys do really cool stuff and i'm hoping to get some merch to them so we'll have that up on the website uh, we got the discord we're on instagram i think think we have a facebook page but i've never been on it and i've been with this podcast for two years now and uh yeah but really and truly just as justin says if you want to support this show the best way to do that go tell everybody you know about us share us on your facebook feeds and your instagram feeds and your x feeds is it weird to say x you guys getting used to that yet it's weird. Uh, I
0: don't
1: like right. it. Uh, I've never. I've, I'm on Twitter. I've been on there like that many, but uh, mostly just to go see what Neil deGrasse Tyson was posting, and then like try to start arguments in the comments because I thought it was funny. <laughs> but but you know, it's when you're bored, you know, you do what you do. But uh, isn't the government
0: like tracking you if you like argue with him?
1: Uh, well, I tried like, to if start. I would wait until uh someone like was in agreement with him and then somebody else would disagree and I would take that statement and run it and reply on the person that was agreeing with him. <laughs> and then I would like throw in just BS, just nonsense with that statement, just to see how people would like, what do I don't even know what you're trying to say to me. Like, exactly. You have no idea what you're talking about. You know, things like that. It really gets people going.
0: Next level.
1: But uh, that's the only thing I ever did on Twitter. And I don't do that anymore. But, (laughs) you know, I have a lot. But, yeah, guys, support the show. Uh, Patreon members, $10 tiers. Oh, wait a minute. This guy, are you kidding me?
2: Maddie,
1: Maddie
0: O'Daddy. Oh, How's brother?
1: I was just telling everybody like how they could support the show.
0: Gandalf coming at the <laughs> third day. Oh, wait, he just left. Oh, man. Maddie, That'd can you geez. hear us? Get back in here, Maddie, right this instant.
1: Isn't it funny? I was just—we like spoke them into existence. Did. We were just talking about them.
2: There, be.
0: Maybe.
1: Maddie, you look Maddie confused. Hear you don't me. know what's happening, but you can hear us, can't you?
0: Not if you can hear us. <laughs> All
1: right, I'm going to start signing him. <laughs> yeah. And he's gone. Oh, Maddie. Uh,
0: well, at least we know he's okay. Yeah. Do you think he was being held hostage or something? Did you see any distress I don't know. Sign? I seen
1: a smile, and he had a confused look on his face.
0: That's creepy. What if he was? Well, anyways,
1: I maybe he okay. Butt dialed us, and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like,
0: "Oh, I didn't want to join this. I didn't want to join the
1: powwow. What did I just do?" Oh, where did these people come from? Well, all right, let sorry. Maddie know what happened. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow, guys. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekends. Hope everybody has a great one. And once again, like I said, support the show. Until next time, see y'all later.